This is episode 49 of The Chick in Charge. Today's guest is J.R. McNair, a quintessential entrepreneur. McNair has made a name for himself in the Southeast helping small business newbies find their sea legs. Considered the nation's foremost startup expert, McNair has helped over 4,200 small businesses and startups to date. In the fall of 2016, McNair founded the Velocity Accelerator, a Georgia-based startup accelerator with focuses on the tech, medical, and agriculture industries. In addition to his business pursuits, McNair founded Georgia Crowdfund, Inc., which helps to build startup communities throughout Georgia. Welcome to the Chicken Charge, All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. I am going to quote someone that I um, admire so much. Good morning, good morning, good morning. That is what Mary Parker, CEO of All-in-One Security, says every time she launches a new podcast. And Mary is here looking lovely. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> that is You're wonderful. You're absolutely right, Sarah. It's, it's so cute. It's I love such that. a wonderful morning, yep. and it's so good to get up every morning, be filled with that energy, and especially on days where we're going to reach out to our audience. So good morning. We are so excited to be here with you today. Again, I'm Mary Parker, CEO of All-in-One Security and... The Chick in Charge, and today we are broadcasting the Chick in Charge podcast, and I'm so excited. We have a phenomenal young man with us today, Mr. J.R. Mr. J.R. McNair, and we're going to talk to this young man about entrepreneurial startups. So, J.R., if you would, just chime right in, and we'll pick it up from there. I have I have a question okay. for this very handsome man. Please look at our Instagram and everything else because he's very handsome. Um, you have always been, had an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know if you could go back to your uh, school at Wofford. Wofford. Which is such a yeah. good school. Yeah, yeah. Such a good school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm wondering what the inkling for, where was the inkling for entrepreneurship when you were there, because you were a you were a great athlete, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sh- looking at you. You're still a pretty darn athletic. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, you know, and I his I muscles are popping this, out of the white shirt. But I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real diplomatic with this. Okay. Uh, I just wish there had been a room full when uh, you walked in the room. Okay. I looked at him, Sarah, and realized, mm-hmm. oh yep. my gosh, it's Tuesday. I didn't work out this morning. You look good, Mary. No but when I saw it, when I saw you walk in the door, it was like, oh my gosh, if I worked out every day, then yeah. look what I'd look like. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I that's great. It. If you would, go yeah. ahead and, and address Sarah's question. Okay, yeah, no, thank you so much, um, Sarah and Mary, for uh, having me on. Uh, it is a pleasure um, to even come in and be on your podcast with you here. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I have had the pleasure of being an entrepreneur for a long time. 
it, it actually started back way before Wofford. Oh, you wow. Know, I started my first business when I was 10 years old. And my mom. Landscaping. And, uh, yeah, my mom. Uh, I remember going to her wanting to get some new tennis shoes. And she said, you know what, baby? She said, I love you, but you're not the only child. It was it was five kids and, uh, and, and two adults. So seven people in one house. We It's not like we were poor, but we didn't have seven people. It wasn't enough to go around. Right. So, at a young age, you know, I had to figure out how to fend for myself, really, and if I wanted those extra things, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, and so I was kind of the kid that went to school with the Adidas with the four stripes, right? The K-Swiss with the six, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, and so, That's okay. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and it was fine. But, you know, I said if I wanted a little bit more, I had to go out and make some things right. happen. But how many of you all know that they say that... Um, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? And so at a young age, I went, I said, okay, what do I have? I remember going out, getting these, uh, getting this uh, uh, lawnmower, and I went out, and I remember going on my mom's uh, computer at that time and printing out these these uh, these flyers, and I flooded the neighborhood. The first weekend, I made $200. And I was oh, my like, God. I was like, okay, I was 10, so I, I kind of got bit with the bug, and I was like, it was probably $500 worth of work, but it was, you know, still. Were you in Georgia? <laughs> I was in Georgia. Okay, and you grew so up in Georgia. I grew up in Georgia, okay. in Atlanta, South Atlanta. And That's so, good. Yeah, and I went. Stuff grows all year round. It does, right? <laughs> really, you got 10, 10 months of good, uh, you know, yes. good business if you if you work it right. Yes. And so I went there, and I, I got that. I remember seeing this one guy on television. He said, uh, "You can make money in classified ads." And da 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 da. I was I was in the summertime. And his name was Don LaPree. I sent off like uh, 40-something dollars plus shipping and handling for his stuff. I got a 900 number. I had a, um, a website. First kid or adult, I knew what a website. And I did that for a little bit. Then oh at, um, I remember staying I feel up. like such a loser. How old were you then? <laughs> I was 10. Still. Oh, my God. I was, still I was old doing all of this. Yeah, so I was 10. And at, at, uh, at 12, I was still doing what I was doing with the business. And I remember seeing another infomercial it was a guy saying i used to be in a butcher factory and now i'm a multimillionaire in real estate and i was like okay well <laughs> i sit i sit off like a hundred dollars plus on his course and then i got it back and i started learning his stuff uh uh and um and at and at 14 i purchased my first piece of real estate it was a piece of land out in a gated community in carroll county in villarica out there and so, uh, and I, they, they let, um, a lot of okay, people how much was it? Uh, it, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was not a huge piece of land, but it was in a gated community. Uh, and they, uh, they ended up financing it for me. They let me put a down payment on it, financed it for me. Oh I don't know God. why they let a 14 year old kid finance something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But they did, did they know you were 14? <laughs> they do. I was 14. They had my ID and everything. So, so you know, my, maybe they thought they were gonna like do a little scam. I, I don't know. It was weird, but, but they, you wouldn't. You would never. You were too smart for it, that. It was. I put 500 dollars oh down God. and paid it off when I was in college. It was finance terms. I I had I had a, a what high, happened to it? I had. I still own it. I, had, I, I paid it off in college. One and I um so. I still own it, and uh, you know a lot of people don't realize a minor can enter into a contract, and it's not binding on their part, but it's binding on the other person's part. But you can enter into a contract, and it's not binding on your part. And so, um, any way I could have, any day I could have walked away from the deal. Right. Uh, but um, but I stayed in it. I paid off, paid it off, and I went to. Um, so I, I wasn't even going to go to college um, because I didn't. I figured I was make doing understood enough about real estate and things like that, but. I, I had good grades, and uh, you know, I, I did all state course and in football and wrestling. I won a couple of state championships. So right. 
people came and offered me a scholarship, say you can go play for free. I said, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy is a born leader. Yes. Absolutely. You know, that question is asked many yeah. times, is a leader born or is a leader developed? Yeah. You were a born leader waiting to be developed. Yeah. I am absolutely appalled yeah. that you were able to make decisions like that at age 14. Yeah. And you yeah. still have your first piece of real estate property yes that that piece of property is going to do you really really well someday well yeah you know it is the one thing i just i you even if i don't ever do anything with it it's just an example to tell people you're never too young or too old to do anything you know i'm gonna buy some land today <laughs> well that kidding. is that I'm is a perfect a perfect example and sarah <laughs> i'd like to share with you offline uh, some comments that I've heard over the years about investing in the land. Mm. Uh, just always look and see where, the pe where things are going. Got it. Yes, yes. That's right. Very Let's smart. move forward because okay. I am really, really excited. And I know my audience want to hear more about you and what you're doing with these new startup businesses. Sure. JR, you have been instrumental mm -hmm. in the startup of over 4,200 businesses, and I'm sure since we last counted that, it is even more. So yeah. let's talk about that. And sure. if while you're talking, I would like for you to just, you know, address some of the key things that you think businesses should be focusing on sure. as they're starting them up. Well, yeah, when I, I played football professionally after college, and um, for, for a little while, I, I, I thought I was going to go fifth round in the draft, didn't quite happen, went overseas, uh, got a, um, went over there, played for a little bit. But then I came back, um, bought my wife this wonderful ring. We threw up, went all across the went all across the Europe. Came back, I had about six hundred dollars, and um, after I bought these real raggedy vending machines, and I went and I opened up a location. Um, first month's rent ended up paying it. Uh, ended up take six hundred dollar investment, turning it into a quarter of a million dollars by the end of the year. Damn! And, repeat that. Um, I took six hundred dollars and turned it into a quarter of a million dollars um, in a year, and I was twenty three. And so I was figuring this stuff out as I was going. Focused. And, uh, it focused. And so from uh, so we went um, from, on from that point uh, to end up helping uh, all of those thousands of companies. We, we would help them with corporation formations, websites, things of that nature. The biggest thing I would say uh, with a lot of the entrepreneurs that I saw that were successful, they, they were focused. Um, you know, I think it's very easy for a lot of us as entrepreneurs to... Uh, uh, because we have talents in a lot of different areas, it can kind of pull us off in a lot of different areas. Good point. And and I think that when when that that's almost a distraction from really helping you to gain the traction that you need. Uh, and um, you know, uh, I, I started investing in some tech startups in 2013, and uh, around 2015, 2016, I had came up with an idea back 2011 because I I hated going to conferences where I would hear a lot of talking heads. And um, when I left the conference, it was like, what did I just do? I oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? And so I said, well, let me do something where when they left, they could actually leave with something. And so that's why Small Business Day was developed. And so uh, we just take people at one day. We, um, we take them through business development training, branding and marketing training, one-on-one. -on -one, uh, we do consultation sessions. And then we give them $1,500 each and free resources, not money. Free incorporation, free website, free online MBA program, and uh, we had an opportunity to do our first city in uh, Macon, and Macon, Georgia. Um, and so the Knight Foundation was so uh, gracious to give us a, a a grant to help us bring that. Uh, and they're the from 
uh, the Knight Foundation is out of Miami, but they have uh, offices all across the uh, uh, Knight cities is what they call them across, oh, wow. the, uh, across the nation. And Macon was one of those Knight cities. We are so blessed here at The Chicken Charge for many reasons, but today we welcome a fantastic new sponsor to our show, Every Plate, a fantastic meal kit company owned by HelloFresh, so you know it's great quality. Every Plate has become America's best value meal kit. You'll get five chef-designed recipes each week for $4.99 per serving. That's about a cup of coffee. Ladies, you know other plans run about $10 each, so this is excellent value. I didn't become the chicken charge and CEO of my own company by spending unwisely. The meals come together so quickly, and for a person as on the go as myself, that's a real bonus. But let's get down to business. It doesn't matter how inexpensive or how fast you make it, if it doesn't taste good. I can tell you that my experience with every plate has been wonderful. I feel as if I am taking a delicious break from my busy schedule. And with the money I save, I don't mind springing for a glass of my favorite beverage to enjoy with my meal. You know what I mean, ladies. I highly recommend you try every plate. And for my listeners, you'll get six free meals over your first three weeks and free shipping on your first delivery. Just go to everyplate.com and enter Chick in Charge 6. Give it a try. Go to every plate and enter Chick in Charge 6 for your six free meals and free shipping on your first delivery. I'm Mary Parker, and I am the Chick in Charge. We're having um, a summit, okay. Entrepreneurial, Women's Entrepreneurial Empowerment Summit. Okay, great. And one of the things we talked about, Sarah, is this not being a conference as usual. Mm -hmm. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. What did I take away from this conference? That's right. And we are focusing, we're very, very intentional about ensuring that all of our guests right. walk away with something. And we are concentrating on four areas. We've talked about one, which is focus. That's right. And we're going to move right into analyze. Okay. So tell me, when you're looking at these uh, startup companies, mm -hmm. what's one of the first things that you look at from an, from an analytical perspective? Well, that's a great question. Um, when I first, you know, I majored in philosophy in college, and I, um, I didn't want to major in business. How can these teach me how to make a million dollars. They never made a million dollars before. So what what, <laughs> what, 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 what philosophy <laughs> taught me was instead oh how God. to think and how to think critically through things. You know, when you're reading Immanuel Kant's Metaphysics and Epistemology or Aristotle or wherever you, you're reading, you have to break this stuff down to a, to a, to a base level. Right. Um, when I'm looking at companies, uh, one of the things I try to do in the beginning, there's three phases. First thing I look at is I do go through discovery. That's my first stage. I, you know, we first need to figure out where we are. Where they are as an entrepreneur? Do they have any experience? Is this their first time? Uh, you know, how long have they been in business? Do they have any partners? Uh, what does their market look like? You know, um, uh, what does the specific business in the, in that market look like? Who are the other players? So we try to do a discovery phase first. 
Um, that's the first thing we kind of look at, just to kind of understand where they are. Because I believe a lot of people can jump straight into strategy. If you jump straight into strategy without trying to just look at the whole uh, scope of everything, you can really uh, miss it. And so we go from discovery to strategy and then to e implementation or execution. Right. So from an analytical standpoint, one of the things when I'm analyzing a business, I just really see, okay, um, what I look more so at the entrepreneur than I do the business because more than likely that entrepreneur is going to change what they're doing because they might start out as one thing, uh, right. but, but as they get feedback from the market, then they're going to um, more than likely uh, change or pivot in a lot of different areas. So um, I really try to look at them, really try to get as much information as I can from them, try to really see, can, are, can, do they break under pressure? You know, uh, I, 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 I will ask them a lot of questions, get them under a point to where I can see, okay, this person is good in good circumstances, but, you know, they have a song, they said, you know, can you stay in the ring, right? Yes. <laughs> when, 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 you get in the, when you get in the tough parts of business, if you don't have uh, enough character built in yourself, you'll crack. And so those are the biggest things that I would say is just really analyzing that entrepreneur to really see if they're strong enough to, to go to journey. Right. Okay. Now here's a fundamental question. Mm -hmm. When you're conducting these, when you're conducting this conference mm -hmm. and with what you just said, are you conveying that message through one-on-one -on -one assessment with your businesses or is this a general um, a conversation that you're having with them? Well, first off, one of the things I tell them, my philosophy is launch and perfect later. You know, I think uh, because one of the things I'm really big on is people developing an MVP, a minimum viable product, you know, because you could go and spend a year of developing this great thing that you think is great. Everybody loves my banana pudding. Uh, my, my <laughs> uncle loves it. My daddy loves it. My sister loves it because you're giving it to them for free. <laughs> they eat it for free, so they love it. People will not give you true, honest feedback that way. You have to get out there, start getting people to test your stuff. They'll say, you know what, it's too many bananas in this banana pudding. Maybe you need to take so many bananas out of it. Right. And then when you when you get that feedback um, from them, they will show you how to make your business even better. And I, I, so that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of us plan. We have this planning paralysis where we plan so much planning and we don't ever, paralysis. yeah, it, no, we don't ever good. really jump out and and the market is going to dictate your customers are going to dictate really what you need so i from a larger standpoint we really are letting them know look we uh we go through talking about some things like the um the hedgehog concept uh really that's really to even identify uh, really what business model or what business you want to go into the intersection between uh, what you're what you're passionate about what you're good at and what you and, and what pretty much drives your economic engine and at that intersection there that's the business that you want to go at so uh, we, we use give them a lot of metrics more so than uh, to so that they can use them themselves to really help them decide what they need to do and I'm gonna pause here for a moment and if I ask you where can people find you? Yes, you can go to uh, jrmcnair.com or um, to to um, to actually look some information. Or you can uh, send me an email at info at jrmcnair.com. Our website for Small Business Day is smallbusinessday.com, and uh, you you can just look me up online. I'm I'm always trying to uh, do something somewhere. <laughs> that is that's fantastic. So, where are you next? You're here in Atlanta today. Mm -hmm. I know you're in Macon. Mm -hmm. So um, if someone wanted to sign up for your workshop, sure. 
Where, when is your next one? We, and do you have one coming to Atlanta? We do. We uh, we try to do these every two years in cities uh, because hopefully what we uh, do in, the, in, the, in that one year, we get enough traction to where the, the local uh, vendors and sponsors will have to have enough follow-up time there. We try to leave enough time for follow-up. So our next event will be Savannah and on February 23rd at the Savannah Convention Center there. And um, we have about 1,500 registrants so far. Uh, at that event, and um, it's uh, damn yeah. So we, we we've met with a lot of good people. We met the 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 mayor's office, the uh, the the um, the president of the chamber, a lot of good people down there. You know, one of the things I was saying that's you know unique about a lot of the cities like Macon and Savannah. You know, they they have a still a, a great sense of what I consider southern hospitality, right? So uh, and 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 we just wanted to bring something down. You know, Savannah has the busiest container port in the nation. Right. More containers come off of there than any other place. So uh, logistically, I talk about like this that, all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Place. Yep. Yep. So that's what we're doing on February 23rd. Okay, February 23rd, everyone. You can hear this phenomenal. J.R. McNair will be in Savannah at their Small Business Day yes. conference, February 23rd. And when you leave there, you can join us here in Atlanta for the Women's Entrepreneurial Empowerment Summit. There you go. That's here at the Atlanta Hyatt Regency Hotel. February 28th, we'll oh, wow. host a reception. On March 1st and 2nd, you will come to a very non-traditional summit. This will not be a conference as usual. And JR, you are hitting on every topic thus far that we'll talk about. Some will be new business startups. Many of the businesses attending this summit will also be in uh, advanced businesses as well. So we are so excited about piggybacking on your on your event, and we'll give you information so that once your once the individuals are finished in Savannah, they can come on to Atlanta totally. for the Facts University presentation of Focus, Analyze, Commit and strategize. And so now with that, I have another question for you. Sure. You have so, so much going on. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. I heard you mention your wife. Do you have children as well? I do. I do. I have five little ones. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> and you guys should just see the peace and comfort that's on his face. Yes. But here's my question for you. Okay. How in the world do you stay so committed as an executive with all the things that you're that you have going on. Well, that's a great question. You know, um, I'm a, I'm a Christian, and you know, God has really been key in centering and focusing me. Um, and in addition to that, you know, I, I believe you know I have a good wife. She she supports me in what I do, and I have I have a good family. You know, we try to stay close. Um, it's a balance. You know, I, I how would I say this? Business is not really a balance, although it, you have to have a balancing act. You know, it's not, you can't give exactly the same amount of time right. to everything. Some things are going to go lack. And in, in a lot of areas, like, it, I have to do things in seasons. So, for example, I say this is a, this is a tough, uh, a really strong season right now. So I let my family know, hey, I'm going to need more time. And then we end up taking breaks. So we, uh, like, we just took, uh, we go to Christmas at on Hilton Head or we go wherever we're going. So 
we all communicate and make sure that we're all on the same page and make sure that everybody knows, hey, listen, this is daddy's uh, um, uh, time where he's busy. And this is the time when we can spend a couple months together. You know, right. that's the beauty about being an entrepreneur. You, it's flexibility. Yep. Um, hopefully, if you design your company to have that flexibility, uh, you know, that, that might be what's important to you. Some people uh, have different um, priority, uh, priorities. So for me, it was important for me to be able to um, have time spent with my family. Sounds like you're very, you're like you really look at the process for everything. Yes, yeah, you know, and I think some of it is faith, just kind of stepping out. And you know you've kind of experienced, you went through a lot of stuff over a period of time to where you know, and you know what, what's the worst that can happen, right? <laughs> you know what well, what I hear, I hear lots of courage. I yeah. hear yes. uh, boldness. I hear confidence. Yes. I hear all of those things. But what I really, really hear, and I see it as well, is you understand the abundant life. That's right. Through the promise, because the promise that God gives us is permanent. That's right. Whether we walk into that or not, it is, it is the promise is permanent. That's right. And you'd realize that, and I appreciate you sharing the faith part of your journey as well, because it is very, very important. And yes. I, I absolutely do attest to that. So, JR, you know, um, we, have, we have had an absolute wonderful time here. Tell me about your first job at the IHOP. Okay, well, you know, I was 14, and um, that's uh, how I kind of got some. I was doing that while I was waiting the tables, and I mean, um, doing my lawn care company. I I loved it. It was uh, it was my first experience at just getting in there, having um, a, a a real job outside of one that I created for myself, and it was hard work. Uh, we were back there. We every time I left, I smelled like uh, uh, grease and, and old bacon and. <laughs> <laughs> But but it was a lot of we used to uh, my friend uh, another Jr. Lemon he's a big time actor he does a lot of stuff with uh, Tyler Perry and uh, he was one of the bus boys back when I was uh, a bus in there also so we uh, we uh, became really good friends uh, there but we we used to have to get in top of that uh, uh, on top of the actual dumpsters and. Past the, oh, smash the yes, trash in, yes. and I'm talking about uh, old pancakes, <laughs> syrup, old hash browns. I mean, our stuff. I mean, the, oh the, our God. clothes were just like soiled with grease. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, Sarah, that that story reminds me when I worked at General Motors and I worked in the diesel division. Okay. I finally got smart and changed my clothes in the locker room instead of wearing them right. into my car because it always there you smelled go. just like the plant behind. Yeah, that was so smart I can thing. I can imagine. I can just imagine because Thinking of some of those places like IHOP and some others right now, when yeah. you walk in the door, you, you get a new fragrance. That's right. right. No, it's no, the, totally. It's the ode to IHOP. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Well, this is this has just absolutely been phenomenal, and I'm so enjoying. I wish we had more time with you because you are an outstanding guest, and we will let Rockstar. you know. But I'm sure you're going to increase the ratings of this podcast. Wow! Well, and with that. that, we are absolutely we welcome you to come back anytime, and we love your energy. And so, in closing, and you've used basically the four uh, uh, the four components of our training as well. Focus, okay. again, I have to say that. Focus, analyze, commit, and strategize. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing, and we can close out with this because I know it's about that time, but you indicated so often people will go straight to strategy yes. and it can, it can either 
propel a business or it can kill the business. Mm -hmm. So as we're closing out, would you address that particular issue for those who don't want to aim, they just fire? Yeah. So can you talk about that on your way out? Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say this. Um, business success is about 80% action and 20% planning education. We all know people who've been out there who don't really have no insight or any uh, have any kind of plan, and they've still succeeded in business. Right. Business success is predominantly about action. But that 10% of a plan and the 10% of know-how ends up making a difference between it being a business that might make $50,000 and a business that makes $5 million. Gotcha. So th that, that, that plan is key to really uh, the, the amplification of a business. So I would say you can be successful without a plan, but if you really want to have something that really works uh, and, and is amplified or scaled, have a plan in place. <laughs> Love it. JR, thank you so very much. And audience, I'm sure you are clapping and giving this young man a round of applause. So you're going to hear it from the studio. We are applauding you, JR. Thank, right. thank you, you so much for being here. And Sarah, thank you. Pleasure. Port, thank you so very much. We are. I'm so excited. I could just sit here and talk with you all day because yeah. you are talking in my lane, buddy. Welcome. And we're going to look forward to many, many great things from you because I know that they are happening. So congratulations on all of your successes, and we're watching. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Mary Parker. I am the chick in charge. Subscribe to The Chick in Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chick in Charge.